This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. are so excited that you're with us. And today we are so excited to have Aaron West. He is absolutely one of my favorite people. He is a seasoned business professional with over 20 years of experience. He's got $120 million in closed real estate. And he is just, I can't say enough great things about this guy. I just absolutely adore him from the first time I met him. He actually is the owner of the West Experience Real Estate Group. It's powered by PMZ. And he is going to be talking to us about all kinds of things. But one of the things we're really excited about is talking about how to survive until the market normalizes and how to fix your mindset. We're going to be talking all about practical things, scripts, time blocking, how many calls, and so much more. So I would like for you to, in the chat, give a big warm welcome and a hand to my friend, Aaron West. Thank you so much for having me, Chantel. It's good to see you again. It's so good to see you. And we are so excited. So let's talk about that because everyone's just, I think everyone's like panic mode, right? They're like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? The market is just like, you know what someone said to me? I asked an agent and they gave me the best analogy. I said, how do you feel right now in real estate? They said, I feel like I own a retail shop on the Monday after Black Friday. I was like, wow, that is the best analogy I've ever heard. Cause it's like been Black Friday for all agents. And now it's like the Monday after. And you're like, wait a minute. I don't even know what to do. That's so funny because in my previous career, before I got into real estate, I was actually in the jewelry industry and I got hired in December, which is, you know, 25% of the business done for the year in the jewelry industry is in the month of December. And in January, I almost lost my job because I didn't know how to work. And it was funny because I ended up keeping my job and building a really st- great career in the, the in the jewelry industry and come to find out that I was the only agent in 26 years that had been hired in December that was able to be successful moving forward when it was the day after Black Friday, like you just said. And I think that's a really great analogy and lead into what we're talking about today or what the market that we're, we're today is we've had seven years of Black Friday. We've had seven years of not needing the skills because everybody's coming in to buy. It's like Christmas time in the jewelry store. If someone walks in the door, they're there to buy. They're not there to look around. That doesn't need skills. It's like, what am I going to sell them? And that's what we in the real estate industry have been experiencing for the last six or seven years. And now it truly is like the day after Black Friday. And this is the market where you have to have skills. You have to be a hunter. You have to know how to get the business because we're no longer in a servicing industry. We're now in a lead generation and creating opportunities industry, which is what real estate has has traditionally always been. 
So I, I love that illustration. Well, one of the things that I always say is that, you know, we're always trying to build our muscles, right? But the best muscle and the biggest and most impactful muscle is actually the six inches from here to here. That muscle is between your brain, which is your mindset, right? That fixes all things. So what do, what do people need to do to kind of say, okay, step one, what am I going to do mindset wise? to get myself back on track. So I'm not feeling like down in the dumps about this. You go, you start with a big, deep breath. And then you say, okay, now I've got to go to work. And, and I think that for most of us real estate agents and most real estate agents, they don't really know what work looks like in the real estate industry. They don't know what it means to practice your skills and dialogues and to hold yourself capable to um, standards as far as your proactivities. We, we work in a belly-to-belly -belly business, and when the people stop coming to us, we have to go to them. So it means you have to make the phone calls, you have to do the texts, you have to do the DMs, you have to do all of the proactive things so that you become top of mind for people. Because in the last, in the last, what we've been dealing with, real estate has been top of mind for them. And that's no longer the case. They're worried about the inflation and interest rates and all these other things that are pulling their attention away from real estate. And so it's our job to put that in front of them so that they can decide if that's something that they want to do. Do I want to buy real estate? Do I want to buy a house right now? There's so much negative information coming in. It's our job to be the proactive ones that are giving them the real information to help them make the best decision for them. So let's talk about scripts. And just so you know, I'd love for you guys while you're listening to this, I'm going to type it in the chat. But if you go to joincanzel.com slash scripts, and click on either buyers or sellers, or if you are looking for recruiting scripts, they are there. But we've updated them with a bunch of new material. But the funny thing is, is that no one has even mentioned the word scripts in so long, because like you said, people were coming to us. So let's talk about the scripts that are working right now that you see that is working and some of the biggest, the best objection handles that you have right now to, to deal with any objections that come their way. You know, I, I think that, and, and let's, scripts are important to, to deal with objections, but at the end of the day, if you're not having the conversation with the people, it doesn't matter what the objection is, and you've got to get to that now. So it's making the phone calls to people and checking in, and everybody says, um, you know, I don't want to sound like a salesperson. I think that's the number one thing that I hear agents say when we start having conversations about asking for referrals, reaching out to your database, all of those kinds of things. So let's start with your database and reaching out to those people first, because those are the people that know you, like you, and trust you. Even if you haven't talked to them in years, which truthfully even I fell into that where, you know, I'm, I'm wasn't as proactive. My team wasn't as proactive with our database because we were just so freaking busy with all of the other stuff that's going on. So we are reaching out like my commitment this week is I'm making 150 attempts 
to my database, making phone calls to my database, I am going to ask for referrals on 125 of those, even if there is a voicemail message that I have to leave. And it's a really simple conversation because one of the things that you find is that when you start talking to people and they know you're in real estate, what is the question that they always ask? Chantel. How's the market? How's the market, right? <laughs> so so the first thing that most people do is they go, oh, things are going great. You know, the market's going really good. And, you know, and they try and make it sound like real estate is awesome. And the reality is, is that it sucks right now. It's really, it's really hard right now. The first question you should ask and the number one script that you should use when you hear how's the market is why do you ask? So you can write that in there. Why do you ask? Because we automatically assume that they're asking a question about the market and we don't ever find out what it is, why they're asking that question. It could be just because they want to know about the market, but you'd be surprised at how many times it's because their brother is thinking about buying a house or they've been thinking about selling their house. And that totally changes the conversation when you say, why do you ask? And they say, well, we've been thinking about downsizing, but we've heard so much about what's going on right now. So we just wanted to know what the market is at, what the the market is where the market is at. So now you can go into a conversation of asking questions of them to find out what it is they're trying to accomplish to see if there's a place for you to be able to help them. Right. So I think that's one of the most powerful dialogues that I don't hear a lot of agents use is just why do you ask? Anytime you're anywhere, no matter what, if they say, how's the market, your first response is, why do you ask? You don't say great. You don't say bad. You don't say how you're doing. Why do you ask? So that you can gather that information. So when you are calling your database and you reach out to them, just have a reason that you called them. Just say, hey, I was driving by the neighborhood. I was thinking about you guys. Don't ever use the word check in. I wanted to call and see how you guys are doing. And, and then just gather information, ask how they're doing, ask how their kids are doing, all of that kind of stuff. Inevitably, it will come to real estate and they will either ask that question. So how are you doing in real estate right now? If they ask that question, be honest with them. Say, you know, the market has definitely shifted and it is much more challenging right now because of the interest rates. But there are some great opportunities out in the market right now. And I'm able to get buyers into escrow that I would never have been able to six or eight months ago because of how crazy the market is. So you know, and then, and then go into that. If they don't ask that question and you have a conversation with them and it's winding down towards the end of the conversation, it's really easy to make that transition where you don't sound like a salesperson from personal to business. And it goes, it's a question. Is it okay if I put my real estate hat on for just a second? And they're always going to say yes. And what you've done is you've gone from personal, I want to care about you and you've asked permission to talk about business. So now you're not you're not sounding like a salesperson because they gave you permission to ask. And the re, and then you ask for a referral every conversation. You know that and this is this is what I've been saying and this is what our team has been saying. There's been so much information about the real estate market right now and I'm having people reach out to me all the time with questions as far as what's really going on. So if you come across anyone who is thinking about buying or selling real estate 
or that have questions about real estate, I would love it if you would make an introduction so that I can answer their questions and create a relationship with them so that if they are looking to buy or sell, they have a professional they can they can work with. So that's that's the dialogue for our database of reaching out, asking questions, or just saying you were thinking about them, that you wanted to touch bases and see how they were doing. If you leave a message for them, so when we when when I'm calling, leaving a message, I'll 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 call and I'll be like, hey Chantel, you know, I was driving by your house the other day and I realized we haven't chatted in a long, long time. I think it's probably been a couple of years since we've talked. So I wanted to reach out and just kind of see how you were doing. I hope all is well with you guys. Please give me a call back when you get the chance because I'd love to to catch up and and just uh, hear what's going on in your world, and. You know, I wouldn't be a good business person if I didn't ask you, who do you know that's thinking about buying or selling real estate? Or do you know anybody that's thinking about buying or selling real estate? There's so much uncertainty in the market right now. I've found that it's really important that people have someone who knows what they're doing and that has the skills to be successful in this market. And I would love the opportunity to work with any of your friends or family. So give me a call when you can so we can catch up. And then if you hear anybody that's thinking about buying or selling real estate, please give me a call and make the introduction and I'll make you look like a hero. And now a word from our sponsor, Canzel Realty. Run your business your way, only at Canzel Realty. You can have all the freedom with none of the standard real estate red tape. If you're an agent, you get to run the show however you want and be your own boss. If you want to launch a team, you don't have to jump through all the hurdles and holdups. From day one, you'll have tons of tools and perks to offer your team. Powerful real estate tech, like KV Core, Brokerman, and Skyslope. If you want to be your own brokerage or already have your own brokerage, that's not a problem either. You'll still get to run it however you want. All Canzel requires is a small Powered by Canzel logo next to yours. You can be the broker, you can be the manager, and you get to determine splits. You get all the tech, admin support, ownership stock, and revenue share, but most importantly, all the freedom all the time, only at Canzel Realty. I love that. And I want to repeat a couple of things that I thought were just really big nuggets that you just said. After they ask, how is the market? Because they always will. Make sure you say, why do you ask? That is such a pearl, you guys. You've got to write that down. Um, and I loved what you said, like, I'd be, I am now able to get buyers under contract that I never would have been able to do in the last few years. That is another one. Uh, another nugget I just heard you say is, can I get permission to put my real estate hat on right now? You know, going from, hey, I'm shifting from caring about you, I'm your friend, but would it be okay if I put my real estate hat on right now? I love that. And I do think when people ask after they say, why do you ask? I, I like that analogy of saying, you know, what we talked about earlier. Like if, if I, I kind of feel like if I was in retail, it's the Monday after Black Friday shopping, things have slowed down a bit. And I think that's okay to say. I think anybody who, you know, kind of is like, oh, things are slam, things are this, things are that, you know, would be giving a wrong impression. So definitely. And, and, and here's the thing too. It is hard right now. 
I mean, it is tough right now. And anybody who gets on a podcast or gets an, and they're like, oh, things are great. They're lying because this is a really difficult market. This is a, I am going to survive this market and, and earn the right to be successful when things get good again, because wealth is, you know, we talked about money the last time I was here. Wealth is built in a recession and collected in times of plenty. And this is the market where your business is going to be built in this market with skills and activities, and you are going to be taking market share that you will be collecting when the market does really good. So this is a season for all of us real estate agents where it is truly time to go out of balance. This is not the season where you're working three days a week and 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 you're going to be able to sell houses. This is a season where... 70% of real estate agents have never experienced a regular market, 70%. And what that means is that 70% of the real estate agents out there, and if you've been in real estate for less than seven years, it's not that you don't have the skills to be successful. You haven't needed the skills to be successful. So this is a market where skills are going to be absolutely paramount for you to be successful in this market and and the activities that that go along with it mm. well let's talk about phone calls and text messages so one of the things that obviously you have to do in this market like you didn't before is start making a ton of calls and text messages. So I want you to talk about the best scripts that you have, what's important in what you're going to say on the phone if you're talking to leads. So we talked about calling our past database, but now I want you to talk about, you know, people have leads. I know we have a ton that agents haven't followed up with that have come in on internet leads that now people are like, all right, now I'm willing to work those. those no, it's slow. Leads. I'll start working the leads that I got. Yes. yes. Um, you know, I, I think that there is, there's a couple things that are really important when you go back to working old leads. And the, the number one most important thing is that you're consistently following up with them. It is eight to 10 to 12 times reach outs before you are going to reach them. Now, one of the best dialogues that we have to give you permission to do this is when you're making that first call and you say, hey, it's Aaron West from the West Experience. You had reached out a while ago about possibly being interested in buying a house. And so I just wanted to see if that interest was still there. Again, don't use follow-up and don't use check-in. So I just wanted to see if there was still interest in, in purchasing a house. I know life is busy. So if we don't connect today, I'll give you a call tomorrow and, and reach out to you again. Click. Mm -hmm. You've just given yourself permission to call tomorrow. If they don't want you to call, they'll call you back and say, please don't call me ever again right? So when you call on the second day, you say, Hey, it's Aaron West with the West experience. I left you a message yesterday. I know life is super busy. So I'm sure you've got a bunch of stuff going on. I was just calling to see if you were interested in purchasing a home. Now that the market has made a dramatic shift and it's so much easier for buyers to get into escrow right now. If I don't hear from you today, I'll give you a call tomorrow. And you do that every day for 10 to 12 days. And every single day you say, I'm going to call tomorrow 
and then you do. And if you do that, at some point, one of two things is going to happen. Well, one of three things is going to happen. One, which doesn't happen very often, they pick up the phone and they say, please stop calling me. Or they answer the phone and say, please stop calling me. We're not interested. You say, okay, no problem. You've just saved yourself a ton of time. More often than not, they're like, thank you so much for following up. It has been so crazy. Or you'll get a phone call on day six or seven and go, and they'll at least engage in a conversation with you. We as salespeople have this tendency to put um, our insecurities and project them onto the people that we're reaching out to. So you call one day and then you're like, I don't want to sound like a salesperson. So I'm going to wait three or four days and then I'm going to call again. And you call again and they don't call back and you're like, they must not want to talk to me. When, when we just don't know. If you think about how many times you've gotten a phone call and the kids are screaming or you're at the doctor's office or you're running to the bathroom and you look down, you're like, oh, it's not that important. I'll give them a call back later. And you set the phone down and then you never make the call back. It's not because you didn't want to talk to that person. Life is busy. So when you ask, tell them that you're going to call back, you're giving yourself permission to make that call again. So I love that script for following up with old leads. Oh my gosh, that is such a gem because you're already giving them permission when you're saying like, I know life is busy. And so you're like, instead of them feeling bad about not returning your call or not returning your text, you're already going, no problem. Like, I know life is busy, but if I don't hear back from you, I'm going to go ahead and just call you tomorrow. I love that. And the other nugget is it's so much easier for me to get buyers under contract Buyers were so frustrated before, and now it's their time to shine. What works better for you tomorrow morning or afternoon or however you want? Yeah, you once know, you have the thing. conversation with yeah. them, then it turns into just the the regular scripts and making a, uh, you know, one of the things that I'll say too is, and I learned this in the jewelry industry, it's called MMAF is what they called it. It's make a friend first. And people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I'll say that again. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So when you have that conversation with somebody, you want to mirror and match. So match their tonality, match their speed of how fast or how slow they're talking and try and find some commonality with them so that you can circle if, it, if the the real estate conversation gets a little tense or you're not getting what you want, you can circle back around to, you know, kids or whatever it is. So always try and find something in common with people as soon as you start talking to them on the phone versus just diving into this hardcore, are you looking to buy or sell a house script? Well, one of the things that I want to stop and address right there that what you said about the make a friend first, every single text message, every single email, what I say is, would I write this to my friend? And we have a guy that's in our company and he he's phenomenal, but he is very, very professional. And his, his scripts are just way too professional. And I'm constantly saying to all of our agents, stop making your scripts sound professional. As soon as they do, they're deleting, they're not answering. Treat 
every text, every email, and every phone call, just like you're talking to a very, very good friend. And if it's like, you know, I would love, it would be my pleasure to do a market analysis and da 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 da, da like, I don't use the word, I wouldn't use the word market analysis. Like, hey, are you curious of what your home's worth right now in today's crazy market? Something like that. And if you look at the scripts that we have in uh, joincanzel.com slash scripts, you know, some of them are like, you know, one says like, I had an extra cup of coffee today, so I'm super energized. You know, like it's starting out with something like that, whatever's happening with you right then so that they can connect with you um, or, you know, something about the weather or something to connect and then going in. What's your thoughts on that? I think that that's exactly the right thing to to do. I, actually, I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. I had an I had an extra cup of coffee this morning, and I am jacked. <laughs> I am ready to go to work, and I was just I just wanted to see if what was going on in your world or whatever it is. And then also, don't be afraid to use emojis. Emojis are the way people communicate now. So when you send a text to someone, use the smiley faces, use the thumbs up, use whatever it is that you would use talking to your friends. One of the best pieces of advice that I got from a really good friend of mine who is an Instagram coach, basically, or a, a, a social media coach, is she said, anytime you are in a linear conversation, so like you and I and, and everybody's here, that's not a linear conversation where there's actually... Um, we can see how one responds. And so you can adjust a linear conversation is you speaking to the camera, you sending out a text, you sending out an email. And, and what you said is, is exactly right. Pretend you're talking to your best friend, your voice changes, your tone changes, the language you use changes. All of those things are going to be received from the other person as if you're talking to your best friend. When you're trying to pick the right words and all of, and it doesn't sound like you, it doesn't sound like you and it's not going to resonate with the people on the other side. Mm, so good. So let's talk about time blocking, like as far as, cause I think people are also delusional about, I want you to repeat how many times again, that they need to be reaching out to these leads that, that are coming in. And number two, out of their day because some of these people like drives me nuts because they'll be like well I guess I'll just go get a nine to five job and I'm thinking well if you would just treat this like a nine to five job you wouldn't have to you know but but let's talk about what they're going to do as far as time blocking, like what would be like a great schedule for someone to go, okay, I'm going to do prospecting from this time to this time. Here's, here's kind of a sample schedule. What would that look like for you? Um, all right. So I'm, I'm going to circle around with this just a, a little bit. You do work for somebody today. You work for your business, which is the business of you. And so if you, it, it's, you know, we talked about this with the money, it's, it's stewardship versus ownership, right? When people get their real estate license, they say, I'm a realtor and this is me. But the reality is, is they're a realtor that works for their business that the business is supposed to be making money for them. So just like any business, if you can create that image in your mind, 
I don't, I'm, I'm not a real, I work for the West experience. I am an employee of my business and my business has expectations of me, of the work that I'm supposed to be doing. So the same thing is true for every single one of you that's on this call. You actually work for the business and you are the employee of the business. As you build it, as you become, you start hiring assistants, you start doing all this stuff. So that's that's a really important shift for people to try and make is to understand that they work for their business if they're real estate agents. Then you've got to break it down into what do I do during that business? And the most important things are always the most important things. And those are reaching out to people is the number one most important thing for you to do. And if you can't commit to that, as harsh as it sounds, you will not be successful in real estate. In this market, it is the most important thing that you do before servicing clients, before doing anything, is your proactives. So on our team, we have our team call at 9 a.m. every morning for 15 minutes. And then we either go into training, which is time blocked for our trainings, and then they go into prospecting. So they typically are prospecting anywhere between an hour and three hours a day, depending on what's going on that day. But those are big rocks. And what I say, what I mean by big rocks is it's that old illustration of the jar that if you start with the big rocks, then you put smaller rocks, smaller rocks, smaller rocks, sand, and then water. And you can just fill it up with all kinds of stuff because you've put those big rocks in there first. So everything else fits around them. For most of us who are real estate agents, we allow the real estate world to, to tell us what we do. We handle the, the urgent, not the important. And so when you say, okay, time blocking my proactivities, writing notes, making calls, coffees, going to lunch with people, popping by people's houses just to check in. All of those things are the most important things for you to do as a real estate agent right now. So for most people, mornings are set aside for proactive real estate stuff. We do one call night a week. So Wednesdays right now went Tomorrow night, we're going to be from five until eight o'clock. Everybody on the team is in the office. Everybody on the team is making phone calls so that we're hitting a different time block to see if we can reach those people on a different day. So it's really important that you actually take your schedule and time block the things that you need to do to be successful in real estate. So good. Well, we are out of time. I could spend hours with you. We've already gone over the time limit, but this has been amazing. I hope that when this comes out, you guys will share this um, with other agents because I feel like every agent needs to hear what you just said today. So let's show Aaron some love in the chat. This was amazing. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. And you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.